Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Final Light, uh, a podcast where we discuss the finale of a television show. Uh, my name's David, and when Destiny called David, he called back and nailed it to the wall. Uh, my name's Sam and Niles. My name's Joe, and it's like the ninth circle of hell out there. <laughs> Sam, that was the shittest opening you've ever done. I didn't. Just, just want to touch to on do that one. briefly. I forgot um, to do one entirely. So that was. It's like the one thing I ask every week. It's like, have you thought of a of a funny or even interesting or even like more? Yeah, than but you one didn't word ask, did you? You didn't remind me. So the one week I don't ask. So well done, um, you. Anyway, this week, um, thanks Sam for the for the spoiler there. Uh, we watched uh, the finale of Frasier, um, titled "Goodnight Seattle," mm. which aired on the eighteenth, thirteenth uh, of May, two thousand and four. Fine, uh, yeah. Which actually struck me as quite recent. Now it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, you know, people born in two thousand and four are quite close to voting, but it seems <laughs> quite recent for this TV show. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, which we're, is much more something like I associate with the nineties. Mm-hmm. Two thousand four is 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 not the nineties, although maybe nineties hangover is kind of what we're experiencing a little bit. Um, we, so we're continuing our month of finales as opposed to pilots. So you'll excuse us for that. <laughs> I promise we've only got one more after this. Yeah, but but this has been fun because this is like we 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 have gone through. Um, different TV shows and and the kind of different merits of of what a good finale looks like, and this is probably the best um, final episode that we've watched. And in my books, it's probably the best finale, uh, maybe in all of television. Oh, I is think it? It's, Tune I in think next week. Yes, yeah. I think it's really, really good, though, isn't it? This is a really good episode of one of the best TV shows ever made as well. It's everything I a finale should be, basically. It's perhaps mm. as well, like, it's more surprising that this is as good as it is because of, I guess, the... You know, like, on New Year, there's always this impetus to have a really good time, so then New Year is inevitably always shit. Yes. <clears throat> well, there's kind of that with Frasier. I imagine, like, towards the end of this 11-season this run, <laughs> to, you know, coupled together with the, what, seven seasons Frasier was on Cheers for. Oh, yeah. You know, you're looking at twenty years of 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 this character being on primetime TV. Yeah. So, like, that's a lot of pressure to make a satisfying finale. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's kind of astounding that they manage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those things we we spoke and we don't want to talk too much about Scrubs, but last week we we did Scrubs, and we our kind of conclusion to that that it it wasn't very satisfying, largely because the show kind of flanderizes itself and becomes this exaggerated mess of what a Scrubs episode should be. And I think the the, the trick with Frasier, and, and and this goes through the entire entirety of the last season as well, is that they always kind of stick to the formula that works. Even in this episode, you know, which is very emotional, it's very kind of, you know, they're trying to conclude and to bring together all these different things. We still have a classic Frasier farce, yeah. Where they they think he's dying, and he you know he he's just leaving. He's just leaving Seattle. Um, so there's all these like very very typical Fraser jokes and Fraser bits, and yet they manage to combine that perfectly with you know wonderful sentiment and a lovely conclusion to a really really you know popular character as you say, Dave. So it's. It is this for me is like pinnacle of television, you know, production. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the thing is that it 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 manages that with, and it, it, but I mean, it's funny right the way throughout, and there's loads of kind of different set pieces. Obviously, we'll go into the plot in a second, but you know, there's there's loads of funny things right the way through, and the thing it does so well is it kind of sets every single character up to have a future. You know, obviously the show ends, but you know every single character's moved on in their life, sort of thing, and you can appreciate that as a fan. That's kind of what you want. You want to be able to say goodbye to all the characters, not just one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we won't talk about Scrubs loads, but I do, I do just want to compare this, this briefly. We talked last week about, um, which has to be my catchphrase for this podcast. Um, we spoke last week about about the different kind of options that are available to a long running sitcom for a finale. And you either like go nuclear and you blow up your sitcom, like you know, <laughs> for example, men. good an example of that is Two and a Half Men, but perhaps there are better, like you know, there are better, more dead on examples where basically that you well, friends you rip you rip apart the sitcom of it, 
Mm-hmm. Um, no, Friends is the other version, Sam, which I'll get to in a second. So, like, either you destroy the premise for your TV show um, in, you know, quite a sacrilegious kind of way, like Two and a Half Men did, where you kind of yep. make a mockery of it, or you do what they do here and what Friends does, where you kind of establish that every character in the show is going off to do... Do you know what I mean? It's not just that the show's ending, it's that... Um, it's like an end of an era, almost. You give all the characters a satisfying arc. Yeah. Mm. Like, not just an arc mm-hmm. in this episode, but an arc in the series. And you can draw a real line between where every character was at the beginning of the series, which I think, actually, considering the, the fairly reasonably small cast of this, I think we'll do for the main characters in a second. Um, and then you send them off on their way. And that's that's can be a lot more satisfying um, as an ending. Uh, the other one I was thinking of, actually, ending-wise, is more TNG's a better example of it, where you just have a fade-out mm-hmm. and you're given to believe that the adventures continue. Yeah, you kill, or you kill, you can kill your main character before. off, like, say, the Sopranos or whatever, or hint at it, I guess. <laughs> Or did they? Yes, they did. The, the director has come out several yes. times and said that. Yes. Um, Spoilers of a completely different spoilers. TV show. But yes. Um, so, like, conversely, and I know we usually talk about the plot first, but I guess the kind of, like, the real meat of this episode is, uh, well, obviously the episode, but generally it's like, like I mentioned, the arc every character gets. Mm. So we'll save Frasier for last, but uh, one of you throw a character out there who, and, and we'll discuss where they started and where they finished, just briefly. Eddie! Well, let's do- so, <laughs> is Eddie in this episode? I think he is. No, uh, he's not actually. He's played by Stun Dog. He is, because he uh, eats the ring. Die. He eats the ring. Oh, he, you're right, you're right. It's he not Eddie, episode. though. It's not the same It's not dog. Eddie. No, but... No. no, but Eddie was played by two dogs, I Two believe. dogs, yeah. Anyway... This is, this is dog trivia, which Never is mind not. the dogs. Let's go Let's go. <laughs> Jane Leaves and David Hyperius, so Daphne and Niles, because the, the, these are the two... These are, like, kind of weird for a, a a sitcom where the main character doesn't really get the same kind of love interest arc. Yeah. Frasier's unhappy throughout the whole of the series with with his romantic <laughs> life. He never settles oh, down. No. He, he gets he, to have loads of casual sex with lots of really beautiful women who are much better looking than him. My heart fucking bleeds. My, but, He's by, also rich and well educated. To be fair to him, to him, be fair to exponential him. amount. To be fair to him, he normally like ruins those relationships in stupid and embarrassing ways. So mm. I just like the chance to ruin some yeah. relationships. But, but but Niles and Cray and Daphne, they're they're the ones who, you know, they have that connection in the first episode, yeah. and from there they do such a great job of, um, like the, the the kind of Ross and Rachel thing, you know, like will they, won't they, all yeah. that stuff. But what I really like about Frasier is, and, and I think it's a real testament to their ability to to write characters realistically, is that they, when they get when they get them together in the, you know, last season, tenth season, whatever it was, ninth season, they're quite comfortable with using them as like a couple together. You know, whereas often, well, they don't they don't backtrack on it. No, and that's exactly which is what like what Ross Rachel me. did, which is kind of infuriating. And whereas in this. Like they're together and then they're just together and they yeah. have, you know, obviously difficulties like any relationship would have, but you know they don't ha- split up and see other people and like, mm. I guess the lasers, the writers didn't get that lazy with it. No, and 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 you also get a good, um, you, you get a good sense that if we went back and and had a, a Fraser reunion, we'll talk about that in a minute, then you feel like they'd still be together. Whereas Ross and Rachel. They there is no way in hell that they actually would be <laughs> still together because of because of the amount of like horrible shit that they did to each other <laughs> and all that resentment that will build build up over over years and then having kids and you know. Well, I suppose Frasier as as a sitcom is a very different TV show to Friends and 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 it's trying to trying to get across a different thing, isn't it? It um, is. It is. But there's, but there's if there's, you compare it to the first episode for Niles and Daphne, what we've got Niles is um, he's quite. Um, an elitist he is in a miserable marriage um, and he's like a very much less likeable character than I think the Niles in this episode yeah he's quite smarmy isn't he and it's kind of creepy as well he's smarmy he's creepy he looks down his nose at anyone who is poorer than him or less educated including Frasier in some ways including Frasier in some ways yeah so like and that never quite goes away we still get that aspect of that but like 
rather than Niles' character becoming totally flanderized, and that's a real, real strength of this season series as a whole, like he grows as a character mm. and becomes a better person and Daphne along with him um, in, is kind of like the obverse of that where you know she starts to help so to speak and and she's psychic and that's a strange plot line that they drop yeah. um, <laughs> but like the, the, by the end of the series it feels much more like you're saying goodbye to friends because not the TV show to be clear um <laughs> Because these characters have developed and grown, as opposed yeah. to The Simpsons being the, the the core example of like the characters haven't just become snakes eating their own tails; they have continued to develop and become interesting characters. Yeah, we we also get um the the, the birth of their of their son, um as like as to kind of top off, which I think is a nice is a nice point where like this is this is the end of 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 them as as you know individual characters they're brought together. Uh, nice little fact: the baby's named David, um, which is named good name, after, strong name, strong name, but na- named after David um, Angel, who was one of the show's co-creators, who was killed in nine eleven. Yeah. Um, so, God, can we go an episode without mentioning nine eleven? No, please? absolutely not. I think his sister was in the in the audience for the final taping. So, you know, it's it's a nice. That's, I like that. I like that. Very respectful. I think of their 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 fallen. Um, Co-writer. Yeah, just, an, just another fun fun fact as well. At the end, when um, one of the, the the moving guy who comes and takes um, takes Martin's chair out to take to his new apartment is actually the guy who moved the chair in in the very first episode. Brilliant! Hey, you've got to give props to uh, this this character in this in this imaginary sitcom where um, man's worked for twelve years in the same job. <laughs> got to rack yeah. up some benefits. Moving chairs. <laughs> Good for him. I, I'm, I'm, I imagine he's like elevated. Up, you know, he's he's now executive chair mover, but he came yeah. back just because he really wanted to to see that chair off. Yeah, exactly. Who are- um, so the other character, I guess, the other two characters we've got, um, not connected like um, Daphne and Niles, because we'll save Frasier. We've got Marty, um, who just to remind everyone, I suppose ourselves, like if you think about it, the first episode, is the day he moves into Frasier's apartment. Yeah. He doesn't want to be there. He's been shot. He's having to deal with being older and having to have Daphne be hired to look after him. And he's living with his son. And you know, to go from that to this finale where he's he's remarrying and he's moving out again. And do you know what I mean? It's again quite like a nice, like oh he's going to be all right sort of moment for this character. That's been earned over eleven years of you know this show. Yeah, because he's he's now um, married to to Ronnie, um, played by Wendy Malick, and that's again you 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 tying things off nicely. One of my one of my favorite things about this and and doing some research is um, in the first episode, uh, uh, Fraser and Martin argue about obviously lots of different things, but they, they, there's an argument about um, whether or not. About Fraser wanting him to say thank you for letting him live there, basically, and Martin's being all you know dickhead about it and stuff. And then the last line of this, uh, I think the last thing that Fra- that Martin says to him is he says thank you, Fraser. I think that is just like pinpoint writing. You know, it's so so clever to make those connections in a way that you wouldn't notice at all um, unless you looked it up on the internet. And that's and that's kind of it's kind of where this episode generally fits. It's just like everything is just done so subtly and with such grace, you know, and and you it really makes it dead satisfying to notice those little things, which I think is really is really cool. Yeah, um, and the, the only other main cast member we haven't mentioned apart from Fraser is Roz, um, mm. and so. She's kind of like the last, you know. We talked about the characters in kind of like in order of importance, really, haven't we? Um, well, I, I, this is where I'm going to be critical because I think Roz doesn't really get like she feels a bit left out from all of this. Yeah, she's and not obviously she's, not as much as she. She's kind of yeah, and she and she's probably a big. She's probably uh, throughout, you know, would would maybe rival. Um, Martin, in terms of like the the influence of the character on on the oh no, she's she is like a main a main cast member throughout this season yeah, series, but... and I do think she gets other moments where 
we get to see that character grow and develop. But the only thing she gets in this episode specifically is she gets promoted to station manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like the little thing that which at least at least something is happening. Mm-hmm. But we get a lot before that with her. Um, you know, she, I think she has a baby, but you know, a couple of seasons into the show, yeah, and that's quite her. That's her like big, big moment where you know we get to watch her grow and sort of have this arc. And I guess because it's corporate America, like her, her becoming the manager of this of this radio station, <laughs> they'll be out of jobs soon. Um, <laughs> is is just. Uh, depressing uh sidebar just I'd, i hate to interrupt uh my local radio station uh just recently closed down actually uh that's been in operation since about 1965 damn well there you uh, go because you know radio is dead <laughs> because it's because for, everyone's listening to podcasts. Tr- truck drivers and taxi drivers sat waiting to pick somebody up hmm. do you feel responsible for that dave you know all the hordes of listeners that we stole from north yorkshire radio you know through Oh no no sorry this is the Harrogate radio this isn't even North Yorkshire radio this is like the it's called Stray FM it was called Stray FM <laughs> I don't maybe, think it maybe maybe there's like a niche in the market for you to exploit there Dave you know there's nobody there now there's airwaves to fill <laughs> pirate radio yes <laughs> pirate light this is the time for pirate radio um, so so this is but let's get a couple let's get an honorable mention to a character who is just like amazing um, is BB and BB Blazer uh, from fr- from the from the beginning? She's so a, good. a force to be reckoned with as a character, yeah. and in this she gets to do one final you know one final fix, one final darling, and all that stuff. And it's and it's it's kind of like an it's, it's actually quite important to the plot of this episode, isn't it? Her yeah. her role of saying you know you must you must go to san francisco go to san francisco and that's what we're going to um we're going to set up as like phrases off to new pastures and we'll, we'll come to that in a yeah. moment uh bb played by uh, harriet sansom harris by yes the way, um who is i i think outside of the main cast possibly tied with bulldog is my favorite recurring character in frasier absolutely um, like I think it's such a silly character because she comes, she comes, she sweeps in. She talks really loud and fast, and you know, affected. And she's the confidence, and she's evil as well. And she gets all the best lines, and she delivers them like lightning. Um, mm-hmm. And even in this finale, like I was sat there thinking, God, I want more of this character. Uh, that was my opening. While she comes, she says to Fraser, she says. Um, you know, the devil called her BB Blazer and she called him back and nailed him to the wall and then yeah. she storms out and it's just perfect. And there are so many lines in this, but, you know, it's a re- it's really nice to get that character back. Yeah. Um, it does raise the question of where the fuck is my bulldog in this episode? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that's one thing to raise is, like, bulldog is the big glaring omission from this entire episode. Yeah. Um, season, season, he last appeared, I think it was in season 11 of this last season. Uh, episode 11 um, episode 11 yeah that yeah. was the last time he was seen um, so you've got to think like there must have been some production reason because we get like a decent we get we get Gil and Noel uh, you know the other radio hosts and we get fucking all of Daphne's brothers yeah um, mm, mm, but we don't get yeah we don't really get we don't really get that that final uh <laughs> And Bulldog's great as well. I mean, he's in it right the way through to season six um, when he left to pursue other kind of opportunities. And then he does come back again, sort of like, I don't know whether it's season nine or ten or something like that. He's in like the last season or two, isn't he? Yeah, so, so yeah, well, that, that makes sense. And if he, if he was gone at season six, it doesn't really make sense. You may, maybe maybe just too much to, to get done. So let's get to Fraser then, because this is, this is the kind of like the big obviously point of the show this is what we're all building up to and let's maybe go through some of the general plot um because i think there is some interesting stuff in there Fraser's kind of at the start of this episode is kind of in the same position that he he has been for uh 11 seasons yeah quite a lot of time except except he's got um he's got some a love interest which seems you know, rather, not just fleeting. <laughs> there seems to be a little bit more. Um, I would say connection. so. Um, the exception, I think, is more that the family, his family, have and his friends have got other stuff going on. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's the difference because we've been in this situation with Frazier before because kind of like week by week, Frazier is usually about Frazier trying to find love, essentially. It's kind of like, it's very very like Seinfeld in that way. There is really a girlfriend of the week thing, especially in the middle seasons of this. So actually the difference with Frasier now is not that there's another woman he's interested in who's leaving X, Y, or Z. It's that he doesn't then have his family to fall back on because they're all getting on with their own lives. And that's kind of like the hollowness that we feel. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And um, the 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 who do we have as uh, as as Charlotte? Is it Laura Linney? Laura Linney. That's Laura it, Linney. It? Yeah. Yeah. Laura Great Linney. Laura Linney. Who's who's? I mean, just for just a moment on Laura Linney. She's got some great <laughs> movies, hasn't she? I mean, Truman Show is the one that always just just strikes me as like one of those amazing, amazing performances. That she was is. also in um, lately. She stars in that um, drama series Ozark with um, Jason Bateman. Oh yeah, cool. and she's that's that's on air now. I say on air; it's on Netflix, um, mm-hmm. and that's really really good as well. And it's maybe like a more expanded role for her, and it's it's just nice. To, I'm always happy to see Laura Linney in something, you know. She's always very good, isn't she? So so Laura Linney's leaving. Um, and we we get that great scene where <laughs> they're like saying goodbye over and over and over again, you know, and and they bump heads, and she's got forgot her purse, and forgot, and it, all of that's really good. But it's but it is it is kind of it does feel very like oh come, you know come on you're just willing them you're just willing them to be able to just figure out some way because they, they obviously make them make each other very happy, and she's that's a kind of that builds up doesn't it through this whole season. Um, in terms of how they kick things off, you know, so it's quite nice to be able to uh, kind of have a, a nice culmination to a final episode, um, and how it kind of, it feels earned. I think you know, from memory, it feels like yes, that's what that's what should be. This this feels right. Do you know what I mean? And we get we get a bit of time with this with this relationship with Fraser and um, what do we say the character's name was Charlotte. Um, I think six episodes she appears in in the final season. So, like, there was obviously some thought that went into into that sort of finale and into that into this character playing such a big part of it. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. isn't, you know, this wasn't like some series. This wasn't a character we met like last week. You know, yeah. there was yeah. some groundwork there. And it's Fraser leaving, isn't it? And that's that's the that's the kind of core of this. The the the, the scenes to jump ahead a little bit, but. Not worry about that. The, the scenes in the radio station, you know, like th- that that final goodnight Seattle, I Pompous. think is, I think is just stunning. I think it is stunning television. Um, really quite affecting. Do you know what I mean? And the first time, I, the first time that I watched it, which was maybe three or four years ago, and uh, we we did a big run through of all of Frasier, and I was I remember tearing up for that bit. Because because obviously the there's the you know the the Lord the Tennyson poem, there's all these characters that they they kind of bring together behind him you know everyone you can recognise including I assume some of the writers as well, um, who were there because you think who are those people, and then to have that just a lovely moment where they they um, where he you know he delivers one last monologue I, it's just. It's it's hard to it's hard to like overstate how obvious it is that that's how they ended, but also how kind of difficult that will be as well, because what's the show about? It's about Fraser's radio station, obviously. It's a show within a show in some ways. Yeah, but you kind of so going back to that thing we said earlier, you kind of need to just carry on doing what the show's good at, and that's what they instantly recognised and said, yes, let's make that. Let's. Well- Let's get into the episode because, as we discussed, like this is still an episode of Frasier. Yeah. yeah. Like, and and it hits all the right beats that an episode of Frasier usually would, and it's really funny. Um, so, what's the first? We kind of start off with Laura Linney's leaving, um, and we establish that romantic plot, mm-hmm. um, and then we have like loads more scenes in Frasier's apartment. Um, which is always great and kind of reminds you that it's a ninety six. Yeah, he's trying to get rid of everyone <laughs> so he can spend these last last time last last few hours with Charlotte, basically, and you know, like um, all of them just turn yeah. up, including like Daphne's brothers, and 
I was, do you know what? I was, oh, just as, as an aside, I really, I was watching this and I haven't watched this finale in a couple, a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, and Daphne's brother came in, I thought, for fuck's sake. I just didn't recall it and I was like, oh, this is when I no longer care. Because they've all got the ridiculously pop- stupid British accents and none of them are from anywhere in the country. Exactly, Sam. When did Robbie Coltrane um, it, is, it is a nice apartment. You were here last night. Um, but it's kind yeah. of like a... I was wrong, basically. And I very quickly changed my mind on that because they use the brothers enough to be funny but not so much that you're like, can we get these fucking people off the screen? Yeah. Um, the brothers played by um, Robbie Coltrane and uh, Richard E. Grant as well. And Anthony Paglia, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is an amazing a bit of like, wow, that's a lot of like, <laughs> that's a lot of really prominent British actors just sort of smoking and drinking and being coarse. <laughs> I really like, I love, I love Robbie Coltrane with his, you know, like an exaggerated Northern accent, which... Actually, isn't that far away? I don't think from like some of like. But that's uh, not even the joke, Sam. Because I thought that I thought, oh, that's a really funny. Like, but they're all supposed to be from Manchester. But let's not address the fact that none of them have a Manchester accent. Um, it's like it's not. That's not what the joke is. The joke is actually a lot meaner. The joke is that he has some sort of disability. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is actually a lot, a lot, a lot meaner and a lot more like mean spirited. But it doesn't. They don't dwell on it. It's not like a like pause to laugh at this guy's disability, <laughs> which is good. I should say. It's yeah, a, it's as, a as as funny as I do think Robbie Coltrane's performance is, um, I think it's very good. Um, what comes next then? I suppose it's I suppose it's the stuff we've always spoken about in terms of the birth, isn't it? Of, it's the of, wedding really uh, first, isn't it? It's you know. Well, the wedding, yeah. yeah the wedding. Martin, Martin's well, be- getting married before that. We have. Just briefly, before that, we have the setup of the job in San Francisco, yeah. which is yeah, important yeah. for later, and that's why we have the BB scenes. Mm-hmm. And then, the, sorry, go on, Joe. And then, yeah, so it's Martin's wedding, and it turns out he's booked the wrong date because instead of booking it for June the fifteenth, I think it is, he gets it mixed up with Eddie's birthday, the dog, um, and has actually booked it far too soon. It's only like a week away, um, and it's at this perfect place that you know they really, really want. And um, so, as a wedding present, Niles and Frasier agree to kind of organise it for them. And in typical like Niles and Frasier fashion, it just goes completely wrong. Um, it's a really, really hot day, and. Um, it's it's a perfect Fraser farce. It really like, is. Eddie eats you've the wedding ring. You set your pieces ring. up. Yeah. Fraser and Niles have organised this. So they don't want anyone in the room. It's like I can never tra- I can never translate American temperatures to normal temperatures. So I just assume it's like two hundred degrees out there. Um, and they've hired a man with a cannon to fire the cannon off when they <laughs> when they actually get married, and. They've got an ice sculpture, and there's all sorts of like off-screen jokes. Yeah, there's a, a, that... there's a truck of cows that appear and um, ends up breaking down or crashing yeah. or something, and it makes a massive smell. And the dog eats the ring, and yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's good farce though, and it's good comedic timing, and it's kind of like it's what Frasier was always good at. And the restaurant episode is the one that I'm reminded of that, yeah. like this scene at the wedding was really evocative of that you know Mm -hmm. it's what could go wrong right everything and then some more stuff as well (laughs) and it's basically Frasier and um, David Hyde Pierce like doing all of this really really physical funny acting um, you know aided and abetted by uh, mostly I think Daphne's brothers show up again as well they They fire the cannon we have some there's some good vaudevillian sort of like comedy which is I'm so glad is in this as well yeah and Roz is there briefly as well, actually. This is one of the scenes that she does appear in um, at the wedding. Um, and then, of course, you know, Eddie eats the ring, so Niles and Daphne have to take him to a vet, and they get to the vet. Um, and um, basically... It's yeah, Jason Biggs. It's Jason Biggs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah, turns out Jason his, Biggs at the height of his powers, by the way. Yeah, it turns out that it's his first day in things as well, so he takes them through into the operating bit and then Daphne's water breaks and she's like no it's not going to wait it's coming out now sort of thing um, so Niles obviously panics and tries to like coach her to breathe and ends up fainting um, <laughs> so oh, I can only assume that this happened to you when you had a child Sam yes um, TV has told me that all pregnancies end in an emergency birth in the back of a taxi or yeah because yeah. you know the, in a bomb shelter labour lasts like all that. of 20 minutes you know it's, it's pretty much like that to be honest I mean I didn't you know <laughs> I didn't have a mix up when I was I was I was also trying to be there for my 
my my mistress's um, birth at the same time, coincidentally. But you know, there's 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 only there's only far that reality can be stretched. You don't earn mistress money, to be fair, Sam. You'd be terrible with a mistress. You'd definitely start calling one of them the wrong name. <laughs> yes, that's the reason why I wouldn't do that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Nicola. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, Jason Briggs is nice. Like I do like him. Like coming in, he's not really done TV much TV, no. but the, he just seems to like pop into. I think he was in Will and Grace. Um, after this as well, like just you know random like. I think it's I think to a certain extent it's stunt casting. This this aired in two thousand four, and like I guess you think right, we want a young nervous doctor, right? Oh well, we'll just get that guy from American Pie. He's hot at the minute, and like okay, he'll come and he'll do an episode. I think he's good in this. I think he's doing. Like a funny, a funny job when he's trying to put the gloves on and stuff. It's nice, uh, mm-hmm. again, like nice, a nice visual like joke. Yeah, and then yeah, it's then, a good, um, it's a good little performance. One of my, one of my favorite bits of the of the episode as well, like when um, basically Niles rings up um, Fraser to say that the baby's arrived, and um, so part of the the funny bit is that there's a woman in the waiting room who has a monkey. Turns out she's a nurse, so obviously it kind of cuts to Fraser arriving, and Niles walks out to meet them with a monkey wrapped in a blanket, and obviously they think that this monkey. It's the baby, and Martin Crane turns to Fraser and says, "Don't whatever you do, don't stare. You weren't a looker at that age either." But this this is the competence of Fraser, where like it, we don't, it doesn't linger. There's no like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't give us time to think about the joke and like overdo it. It makes the joke. Marty says the line, and then we're in the room and we're off. We, yeah. you know, we're into the next bit. Yeah, they don't, they don't like. Yeah, they don't double down on it, and they t- to make the point. They don't belabor it. It's probably one of the general strengths of Fraser for me is like how absurdist it actually all is. Yes. You know, it is a it is a totally batshit show, yet it's also got this obviously care uh, uh, air of sophistication surrounding it. You know, with all, but but the, there's there's just total silliness, utter silliness in this, and then you they combine that really well with. You know the kind of nice emotional stuff, and this is a great scene, a great example of that. You know where where you get the birth and you get the monkey. I mean, they think the baby's a monkey. You know that's a that's a pretty broad <laughs> joke as things go, and yet you know but, once. But it's the way that the you, you, so you know it's the way John Mahoney um, who plays Martin like just pulls it off. It's like the way he phrases it and the way he does it. It just makes it perfect. Yeah, I guarantee mm. that's like a oh they're at the vets. Monkeys are funny. Let's have a monkey in it. Yeah. I think it's is it probably is it Marcel? Do you think from Friends? It looks I, I would I it's would a, guess it's a capuchin, which is the same kind of monkey. Uh, and as we actually, I'm sure we mentioned last week about um, animal actors. Um, as with anything else, um, you tend to find that like you see a lot of the same monkey in the, in a lot of movies and TV shows for a couple of years. Um, and the same same with dogs as well. You know, you you can you can sort of like see them everywhere. We'll certainly look at that, Sam. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Um, but it's, you know, I guess ultimately <laughs> not important whether this monkey also starred in Friends. No. Tell us the monkey. Well, um, no, actually, actually, sidebar, this was 2004 and that the Friends episodes that Marcel was in was probably like early 90s. Yes. Um, so perhaps not... I don't know how long monkeys live for. You did a really good job then of of um, stretching that out long enough for me to Google it. However, I can't find it, unfortunately. <laughs> so I don't know. The jury's out. If anyone out there is listening, number one and number two um, has some insider knowledge on whether uh, Marcel the monkey also starred in the finale of Frasier, uh, we're all clamouring to know. Congratulate yourself. Yeah, well done. Where do we go next then in this in this run through? And then we should maybe get to like. So we sort of have like the the ad break, not the ad break, um, because we are already you know three quarters of the way through the episode. Um, so just to, um, just to cut in, um, Katie the monkey who's in Friends uh, has been in stuff. Um, so well, not recently, but uh, doesn't appear to be in Frasier. So the last thing that she was in was Sam and Cat in twenty thirteen. Well, twenty thirteen wow. to twenty twenty. So it was, she was in thirty Still rock. Going. Actually, she was in thirty rock. There you go. Like I said, these these animal these animal thespians they're out there mm-hmm. and they're working. Uh, I'm not sure who gets the money. It's a very there's a lot of rights issues going on. There is uh, a lot of weirdness, isn't there? This there? isn't this isn't the podcast. For but that. that she was not in Frasier, 
So no, it's not Good the to same know. one. There we Good go. To know. Um, but it's a fine, it's a fine um, primate thespian, regardless. Um, so the in the episode here, we get to kind of like my favourite bit, which is where because the whole sort of like running theme for Fraser behind all of this that's going on is that he's going to take this job in San Francisco, and he hasn't told anyone. Um, so we get kind of like the scene where uh, Marty and um, Ronnie they go away for I think a honeymoon and, and Niles and Daphne are busy with the baby and that's where the chair gets collected and then we have like a a scene with the whole family and this is the scene where they all think Fraser's dying <laughs> um, which is the funniest and mo- saddest and most upsetting and also funniest bit of the entire episode uh, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry, but I was quite close to doing both throughout. I do, I the do love this. this. I do love this. Um, so Fraser's being like he's giving away his belongings, obviously because he's moving and he wants to leave. You know, give people mementos to remember him by. Um, you know, while he's not there every day, um, but while he's going to get something to give somebody, a, a doctor. I think it's the psychiatrist who or who hosts the show. He's going to be on in San Francisco is ringing him and she says oh it's doctor such and such I want to talk to you about what's going to happen no doesn't he get uh, some surgery oh get- no it's BB sends him to um, you are B- right BB sends him to like a hack doctor to do some Botox surgery. Yeah. 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 that's right he rings yeah. him about his results sorry you are right there is another psychiatrist in this though he says he says something like I'm sorry it's I'm sorry it's so bad um, uh, you know we'll, we'll 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 speak soon or something like that you know enough yeah. to, Vague yeah. enough to not be and, and vague and, enough to be threatening. So, yeah. uh, Roz's in particular is bawling because they all think Fraser's going to die. And then he comes back in, and in that perfect Fraser way, we've had that set up. And then he's like, "Right, I want you to, I want you to have all of this." And then there's the misunderstanding mm-hmm. where um, they say, "Oh, Fraser, we know." And he goes, "Damn it, I thought." I didn't want everyone to know just yet. And he goes, what's the, the line of the episode? He says he'll have a massive smile me. on his face as he passes through that yeah. golden when gate. I go through the, when I go through those golden... Golden um, gates. Golden gates, there'll be a smile on my face. And I think it's Ross just starts absolutely weeping. Yeah. But then <laughs> but then they, they, they kind of... They, they make the joke funnier by... Um, like he says, uh, you know, go through the gates and then... Oh, what is it? What do they say? Once they realise that he's not dying, they start cheering, and he says, "Well, you know, I'm going to be leaving," and then they start cheering, <laughs> and so he, so he thinks like, "Oh fuck, why are they all so happy about me going as well?" <laughs> Which is just a great. It's like, and and that's what I think. The the, the phrase is so good at is layering those jokes on and just building it and building it and building it, and that's what we get throughout this whole scene. You know, from the phone call, from the gifts everyone crying there was happy again it's just that added on um stuff each time which is dead clever yeah um and i kind of go from here really i mean correct me if i'm wrong guys but we get like some nice scenes with the whole cast in in fraser's apartment and you know we get some nice sort of introspective scenes and this all kind of leads up to the um the blink and you miss it ending to this episode mm. uh which is that throughout the episode fraser's been sort of like uh on a plane next sat next to this woman we, we presume going to San Francisco um, and he's talking about what's happened in the last couple of weeks and that's where we got all these flashbacks and then at the very end of the episode um, the plane lands and they say welcome to Chicago uh, yeah. which for those keen eared listeners is where um, Charlotte went to so yeah. actually like it's a wonderful I absolutely love that they don't give this ending away in the episode. I think it's absolutely phenomenally well done. That actually, no, he's he's not going to go and get another job and do another Fraser thing. He's gonna he's gonna go and he's gonna follow this woman and not in a not in a stalkery way. <laughs> no, he's gonna I'm go be- and you know try and try and make it with her in in Chicago. It's um, yeah, it's just it's just it's so subtle, isn't it? It's so subtle. We mentioned that already about Frasier in general, but like you, I, I I was trying to remember when I first watched it if I noticed, and I'm 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 going to give myself credit and say I did, but it was like a, oh yeah, you know, like I, I that that that's an amazing little bit of television just to finish it off because you think he's going to go to San Francisco and you think that they've just tied off the Charlotte story completely, 
um, because she's gone pretty early and that's it. They don't really mention her again. We haven't mentioned yet. This is a two-parter, um, so it's for, about forty minutes of like actual television. It's actually yeah, nearly, so it's nearly an hour. Yeah, altogether. Oh, yeah, altogether. one of the episodes is thirty minutes long, so it's a thirty-minute under twenty-three minutes. So I think it's fifty-three minutes. It doesn't feel it at all. So it, um, it 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 pushes it pushes Charlotte out. You don't really think about it. And then they just get this this lovely subtle drop, and it's just it's just from the the the, the captain, you know, in the, in the plane, just saying. Uh, welcome to Chicago. That's that's all they they don't have that moment, which they so easily could have done, where it's, he gets off the plane, real... he gets in a taxi, he drives to a house, and then knocks on the door. You know, like all of that. They just they 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 do what uh, the 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 kind of a good finale does is they keep you wanting to watch the show, even it's though it's restraint. over. It's restraint, and they realise that that implying it and telling you just oh he's in Chicago and not not explaining it makes for the better more poignant ending and then you fade to like black and you have the credits and you have the you know the Fasia theme tune go and you just have the like it's such a nice ending it's such a like a because we're just left with the oh well he's you know he's full of hope and you know for the future and he, he wants he's going out and he's trying to find his own happiness and do you know what I mean? It's such a good send-off for these characters. You, you know what's actually mm-hmm. happening is he's gradually moving back towards Boston and going back to Cheers. That's what's going to happen. He's uh, gradually moving back. Uh, east. If I could have more more um, BB in the roof in things, uh, <laughs> then I'd be okay with that. Generally, um, I think Lilith is a, is a very underutilised character. We do hear her on the phone in this episode. Yeah. I yes. I assume that's a production thing as well, where yeah. they couldn't get hold of her, but... Uh, it's it it's is kind of like shame. the Scrubs thing though. Like you could, you've only got so much time, and I guess you know yeah. they, and already, she's, they do a pretty good job at showing you all the characters. Lilith is a, is a character from Frasier's past. Mm-hmm. She's you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, she's and much so more it's, of a Cheers character than she is a Frasier character. Yeah, yeah. But but she's what I mean is like a refer, your recurring cameos, so to speak. But she she represents like the 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 kind of the turmoil of of him moving to Seattle from Boston and leaving behind his his son you know and, and she comes in and she's not very friendly they do kind of they, they warm her up nicely I think she does become um, you kind of see a little bit more of that warmth than you later on um, well it's, it's a lot of it's like the context from Cheers is that um, there's a lot separating the two characters I'm sure Joe would agree mm-hmm. um, yeah there's quite a, know, quite a history yeah, there yeah the Lilith character is much more of like a three-dimensional realised character in Cheers than she is in most of the Frasier she's in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which obviously, like, um, you know, obviously, you know, if you've seen both, it makes sense, but you can enjoy it regardless either way. Um, yeah. So, what don't we like about this episode? And you must both say something that's different to each other. And you can't say because Bulldog's not in it, because I've already said that. Damn it. Uh, Listen, that's really right. that's really difficult to be honest. There's not well, there's not much. Think about it this way then. Think about it this way. Is there a way that you could have improved in even in the smallest way the this this finale? Um well you tell us yours while we think. I'd have had a bulldog in it. Um <laughs> my only like, slight, right my only slight day. quibble is that it's the it's the unevenness of, of character representation. Um I don't mean that in a bad way, although this is a white fucking finale, just like Frasier's quite a white yeah. show. Um <laughs> again, nary nary a non white face to be seen. I'm, I'm it's just the nineties and two thousands. <laughs> um what I will say is, is I feel it's a real shame that Bulldog's not in this and it forces them to lean on, I guess, some of the latterly like main radio station characters. Yeah. Like we get quite a lot of Kenny, the radio station manager, um, which is fine. I think he's a fine character, um, and we get, get uh, we get um, Gil and we get Noel, and and they're okay. But it kind of it for me it feels like all that does is highlight. There's like, a bulldog shape bulldog. hole. There's a bulldog shape. Bull- bulldog is apart from Roz, he's the best radio station character that we get, and it, it, and it kind of like. There was definitely space in this for a scene with him. It, it, to quote Bulldog himself, it stinks. It's total BS. Hmm. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, but I guess that, you know, ultimately, I think this is one of the more satisfying finales that, yeah. not even that we've done, that just generally, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of a TV show that ended 
you know went out on a better note than this no um, i mean um, i mean maybe not as like a as a positive note but in terms of like good good ending sopranos has to be up there i've got to say sopranos the sopranos is the best tv show ever made mm-hmm. and everything about it is the best show that's very true but it is very different it is and, and you may be it may be it does send off a lot of its characters, by which I mean they're brutally killed in the last two or three episodes. Yeah, right. Um, I mean that's that's a send off. Um, but I, I think this is much more of like a, you know, sitcoms are where I live, and sitcoms, you know, do you know what I mean? You you grow to love these characters yeah. over the years in a way that with a, a show like The Sopranos, you just don't because it's much more. Um, you you bleak. you you don't want dis- discord, you know, discord, do you? You want you want things to wrap up and bring and be brought together in a satisfying way you know that's what you're aiming for when you're doing a, a pilot a, a, a finale sorry well a pilot <laughs> so, as so well breaking actually. the podcast fourth wall <laughs> yeah but so but but so there's and yeah so something like sopranos or gen more general you know kind of like 40 minute television they they can be discordant they can kind of like tease the audience a bit whereas this you're coming there to hang out with your friends and, and for comfort, you know, and I think that's kind yeah. of what they um that they understood. Things that actually I'm just I've, I've just been thinking about something that I don't maybe could be improved. Maybe Charlotte's before uh, appearance in this episode could could be a little bit more exaggerated. She's only in it at the beginning and I said that they they kind of they don't really mention it. Um once she's gone and then you you, you get the surprise. That he's in Chicago, but maybe actually kind of like building that up a little bit more and trying to kind of push it would give the emotional significance of, of landing in Chicago a bit more. I'm not sure. It's, I think it might be just trying to find by recollection, holes. Sam. I think the previous episode is kind of about what they're gonna do, yeah, as a couple, given that she's got this basically like she's going to Chicago for this job and that like she doesn't think her and Fraser have been together long enough for it to. Do you know what I mean? That it's such a good opportunity, and so they kind of like that's where you come into this episode, and you don't get a lot of discussion with them about what's happening. It's because it's been set up previously that they've decided that they're going to enjoy their time together, and then that's going to be it because she's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, which you, you don't they don't really discuss in this episode, and I think it helps with the pacing. Mm-hmm. But you could maybe like as a finale, taken as a, a whole, it kind of does rely on you having watched the last few. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm just. I, the the other thing as well, and I've got some evidence here, is perhaps <laughs> perhaps the Chicago thing is too subtle. There's a review left on the 13th of June on IMDb. I'm just reading, and it says, "I'll never understand why they insisted on turning Fraser into a womanizer. If they knew the show was ending, wouldn't it have been great to have them leave with Charlotte? Why not write it so that fate would have them together after all?" And it's like. Oh no, that person didn't notice. <laughs> they didn't notice that he landed in Chicago. Like, and I do wonder how many listener, how many viewers would have just like not caught that yeah. little soundbite. Like, maybe, maybe even just have a silhouette of you know famous silhouette of Chicago, something there, just to kind of anchor it a little bit more. Um, because oh, you know, you could make a comment. You know, nine seven six five five didn't get it. You know, yeah, so. you know, like you could you could have something about how like you know when the plane's going through turbulence, you could mention the fact that they're landing in the windy city, sort of thing. You know. Mm. Yes, something something like that. Would you, would, Which would then again, people would go, oh, shit, he's in Chicago. Fuck. Yeah, but again, who's I'm I'm uh, perhaps um, stretching that out. Let's let's. Um, like what does what does what does like Fraser generally mean to us? Because it's one for me. It's one of those really really like important shows. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm I'm um, watching through it again at the moment. I'm like I I started watching it a couple of months back. I'm only on about season three, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those that I can happily go back to and just watch constantly. Um, it's just such easy television to put back put on. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's and that's where I think. This is so satisfying is because of how good the rest of the show is mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's, it's it, it, it's it feels really, perfect, doesn't it? It's a really old fashioned show, um, and I'm just trying to um, marshal my thoughts here. It's a really old fashioned show, and it's 
like the continuity with Cheers, I think is such a huge factor of like Frasier is. I think you could be forgiven for not realizing that Frasier was a spin-off, mm-hmm. um, and the best way possible. Because totally. It kind of like it. But that's intentional. I think absolutely. Um, but it it kind of like it owns itself and it's separate enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it takes a lot of its cues in terms of being a really traditional family sitcom from Cheers, and it's kind of a continuity of that. I think it's much more of a obviously a ninety show than than Cheers was, but it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's it has its own identity, doesn't it? And that's what I think is is so impressive you know to come from a to come from a a a, a very probably the most famous sitcom um at, at the time and then as a spin-off to to do that to pull it off i think is incredible you know i think that's really impressive no totally um and it's you know it's fun and this finale kind of like it sums up all the reasons why friendship is great because it's clever it's witty, it's funny, um, it's watchable, It's it, it tugs at your heartstrings when it wants to, and then it's funny again, and that's kind of like all you want from TV. So yeah, this was a fun one, and uh, like we said, this isn't, made, this isn't just the best finale that I think we'll probably do this month, it's one of the best finales of any sitcom ever. Um, fight this internet. Uh, but we'll see you next week for our final finale. Yeah. Mm, which is which is you know it's gonna be it's gonna push Frasier I think I think in terms it of it's up there it really is very very good television ah, it's uh, really hard to argue with Battle of the Somme Sam it's a real power <laughs> move yeah World War Two like literal sorry World War One literal World War One yeah. you know like millions and millions of dead yes uh, yeah um, so <laughs> comedy so that'd gold be fun. that'd be fun next week yeah again this great comedy show um, <laughs> so we'll see you next week see you later. Good night and good mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Joe. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. (laughs) But I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frasier has left the building.